0: Open your Bibles to the book of Proverbs. This is the last Sunday in a series entitled Get Smart. We're talking about wisdom. We've defined wisdom as the God-given ability to make good choices, make good decisions. It's the God-given ability because wisdom only comes from God. And that's the plainest thing I can say from Scripture. Wisdom, wisdom comes from God. Today I want us to take a look at one of the other main themes of Proverbs, and that has to do with parenting and children. So open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. If wisdom has to do with making choices and dealing with those consequences, then understand the the stakes with parenting are so very high because the choices that I make as a dad, the choices that you might make as a parent or anybody who has influence over children, the choices we make have consequences not just in our own lives, but in the lives of our children and ultimately grandchildren and perhaps for generations. So the choices that we make pertaining to our children, pertaining to our task as parents, uh, these stakes are very, very high. The, 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 the consequences could last for generations. And so Proverbs has very strong words and very strong advice for all of us in this role. So let's take a look today at what God would say to us from the book of Proverbs. First chapter 20 verse 7. This is a critical verse and if you've got a pencil or pen uh, underline this for yourself so you can come back to this. This is the priority of a parent in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 7. This is what the Word of God says. The godly walk with integrity Blessed are their children who follow them. Say those words with me. Read them with me from the screen. The godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children who follow them. Two words I want you to keep in mind when you're thinking about Proverbs and wisdom and, and your task as a parent. The two words are integrity and discipline. Looking through the book of Proverbs, these are the important themes. The important words of wisdom for parents it has to do with integrity and 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 discipline of course that's biblical wisdom and maybe for some of folks these days that's a little bit old fashioned these days are, there are new ways to parent there are perhaps new priorities in some people's minds I, I know just by watching the typical family these days that there are a lot of parents who seem to think that their primary job as parents, the main thing, is to juggle a schedule of schoolwork and, and, and other activities that will somehow guarantee that your children grow up to be well-rounded adults. Have you heard that? Have you seen that? It seems to be what most parents think, that that's their primary job, to sofer, to fill up a calendar with soccer and cheerleading and academic team and you name it, the kids are doing it and the whole family lives in the van and they eat all of their meals from a drive-thru window, and parents are thinking that that's the very best they can do for their children. That is so misguided. It's also so detrimental to your family and to your children. Are you really thinking that just by giving them exposure to all of these activities, by giving them this busy, busy life, that you're doing what God wants you to do with your children? There are real problems with that. It's a myth. That's not your priority. It's not just to keep your kids busy and in everything. I think one of the biggest myths these days, one of the biggest pitfalls for parents these days is the thinking that that their job is to make the children, to make their child the center of their lives, the center of everything. Honestly, we all love our children. Everybody with kids loves their kids. But there's a real issue these days with parents who absolutely make the children the center of the world, the center of the marriage. I've known several families where there became problems in the marriage. And as we start to talk, I find out that one or the other of the, the husband or wife is actually sleeping in bed with the kids. They go to bed with the kids every night. There's something wrong when the marriage itself becomes child-centered. There's something wrong when the kids are being expected to provide the need for affection from the parents. There's something wrong with that. Understand what the Scripture says. The godly walk with integrity. We're talking about parents and God's plan for what it means to be a parent. And the plan is that you be a godly person who walks with integrity. In other words, to put it very simply, God comes first, not your children. God comes first, not your children. The the godly walk with integrity. In in other words, hopefully before you even have kids, you're going to get some of your stuff together. You're going to be a godly person who walks with integrity. This is the best thing you can ever give your children, your integrity. This is the wisdom from Scripture. Put God first, not your children. Throwing this word child around, Proverbs uses it as well. What do you think a child is? How would you define child? Somebody. See, I was afraid we didn't know. How would you define child? One who lacks experience. Yeah, that's good. One who lacks experience. That's a good good definition. Somebody else? I would say an, an immature person, an immature person, Who cannot control himself, yet tries to control others. Not intended to be funny, I think that's what a child is. It's an immature person, cannot control herself, and yet tries to control others. From the moment your baby was born, she needed everything from you. And her whole focus, self-centered focus, was to figure out how to get you to give her what she wants. And let's be honest, newborn babies can be very persuasive. Very, very persuasive. Nothing like a crying baby at 2 in the morning to get you moving and you will do anything necessary to get her quiet again. A a baby, a a child is an an immature person who cannot control himself, cannot control herself, and yet looks to control others. I I, I know you love your children. I I, I love my son more more than anything. but, But it's important for us to recognize right out of the chute here that the rest of the world will not see your children the way you see your children. When I look at my son, I just see the greatest kid in the world. I go to his track meets. I don't even know that there are other kids running. I'm watching one kid. It's all about one kid. But I promise you, the stands are full of people, and nobody else is seeing what I see when I look at that long-legged 15-year-old boy. Uh, turn in your Bibles again to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15. You're probably not going to like this verse much because it's about your kid and the truth about your kid. Proverbs twenty-two fifteen, 15. A youngster's heart is filled with sugar and spice and everything nice. Is that what it says? A youngster's heart is filled with snakes and snails and puppy dog tails. Is that what the Bible says? A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness. Wow. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. Wow. That's not going to go over very big these days with the people I know. Did you understand that? A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness. We don't see our kids that way. I, I, I know you. On the day your kid was born, you got one of those stickers on your car that said, my child is an honor student. You know, so far the only thing that kid has done is filled his diaper, but you think it's fantastic. Nobody does it like your baby. I'm telling you, we are often so very amazed and so in love with our own children. And, And honestly, I guess that's how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to love them like that, but we're supposed to have wisdom. And the one thing you've got to understand is that that child's heart is filled with foolishness. Now, I'm not insulting your child. The same is true for my son. The same is true for every one of us when we were young. Our hearts are filled with foolishness because no one is born with wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. We've been saying that week after week. It comes from God. No one is born with it. Our children are born full of foolishness and it's discipline, discipline that drives that foolishness away. It's it's, it's discipline. The the issue though in our day and age is that children are so over sentimentalized. We love our children. we, We adore our children. We make them the center of everything and that becomes a real problem. Because a child who is taught from day one that he or she is so very special, a child who is taught from day one that everything they do is worthy of approval and affirmation, a child who is never ever taught to behave, taught to know wisdom, taught to love God, is a child that's headed for trouble. It's what the scriptures say. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but discipline will drive it far away. The scriptures say that a parent is supposed to be a godly person of integrity and the children will follow and be blessed by following that kind of dad, that kind of mom. In other words, it's that word integrity I want you to think about and what that word means. Integrity means, among other things, to sort of have your stuff together. Now, there are no perfect parents, there are no perfect people. But as much as possible, you need to come to the Lord, put God first, and begin to let God to fix everything that's broken in you. You need to let God meet your needs as a parent. Before you go to the child, let God fill you up. Put God first. It's about integrity. What God does is He allows you to sort of live this life of of, of completion, spiritual completion, emotional completion. God completes you like that. The problem is there are too many grown-ups that have kids and then they want the kids to complete them. They need the kid to excel in sports because dad never really felt like he succeeded in sports. They want the child to excel. They want the child to be stellar and important. They want the baby girl to be a little princess because mama never got to be a princess. Do you understand how this works? We have grown-ups who aren't people of integrity. They aren't people who have their needs met in Christ. Therefore, they have children. They put the child in the center of everything and they want the child to meet their needs. It's a very selfish way to live and it does the children no good. Do you understand that? You can't expect a child to meet your needs for unconditional love. God does that. You can't expect a child to fill you up and meet your needs for affection. It is God who is the lover of your soul. That's not fair to children. The pitfall then is, of course, this parent who is so very in love with the child and this parent who gets all of her needs, all of his needs met from the affection of the children. Discipline becomes very difficult because you end up with a parent now who can't stand the thought of making the child not like him even for a moment. Don't want to make that little baby mad. Don't want to make that little princess mad. You'll fall over backwards to keep them happy every single minute of the day. But it's not about what's good for the child. That's more about you and how you really haven't grown up yourself yet and learn to be depending on the Lord. You become dependent on the child. Do you understand that? Do you see that? Have you ever experienced that? That's not parenting that's not what god gave you children for that's not good for them it's not so good for you either what is good is integrity that is the word that proverbs gives us the word is integrity it is the most powerful powerful thing in the world for a parent If you're a godly person, a godly mom, a godly dad, and you walk with integrity, it is such a blessing to your children because they get to follow that. Do you see how that works? Do you see how beautiful and simple and amazing it is? Your integrity is the most powerful thing you have as a parent. If you have it, you will find that your children are blessed. If you don't have it, you will find that your children will struggle, and they will struggle with you, and you will struggle with them. Integrity is what Proverbs says parents need. Integrity. Integrity problem is integrity is sort of hard to come by. It's hard to gain. It's hard to maintain. It's hard work. If integrity came easily, everybody would have it. But it's really a, a difficult thing. Integrity means that everything you say matches up with everything you do. And if anybody sees that, it's your kids. If anybody can begin to see the places where you say one thing and do another, it's your kids. If anybody can begin to see that you're actually a different man at church than you are at home, your kids will see that. If anybody's going to see that mom, mom's words never match her actions, your kids will see that. They will see the lack of integrity and you will begin to struggle in raising them. Integrity is powerful, but it's hard. It's difficult. That's why for the most part, we turn to other things to control our kids. We look for other ways to train them or, or maintain them. Flip back to Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17. This verse just sort of cracks me up. I love this. Proverbs 30, 17. You're not going to believe this this verse is here, but some of you will be using this before bedtime with your kids. Proverbs 30, verse 17. The eye that mocks a father and despises a mother's instructions. What are we talking about here? The eye. The eye that mocks a father. Have you ever seen that eye? What are we talking about here? The eye that despises the mother's instructions. What kind of eye? Let's just get real plain, real honest. You ever had a kid that was an eye roller? What do I mean by that? An eye roller? What's an eye roller? You say, I need you to clean your room. And what does she do? Yeah, it's that eye roll thing. Yeah. If you're a parent, don't you just hate the eye roll? There's nothing as disrespectful. Nothing is out of place. And there's a verse about it. This is good stuff. Proverbs 30:17. The eye that mocks a father and despises a mother's instructions will be plucked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. What's that verse say? If you roll your eyes at me, birds will poke them out. Birds will come and peck out your eyes if you roll them at me. Yeah. Isn't that a good verse? Yeah. Good verse. Don't you roll your eyes at me. Yeah. Don't you roll your eyes at me. Birds will peck them out. Vultures will eat them. Yeah. There's this tendency to kind of want to scare your kids, scare your kids into obedience, scare your kids into never rolling their eyes. And that verse kind of goes there, doesn't it? I'll tell you one thing. You roll your eyes at me one more time. Birds will come and peck them out. You cross your eyes at your sister and you'll get hit in the back of the head and your face will freeze that way. Did you ever have that parent, that, that, that mother? <laughs> that they try to just sort of get you to behave with fear. And honestly, if you grow up in the South, especially Southern dads, Southern dads will sometimes lie to their kids. Did you ever have that dad? Pastor Perry Noble tells this great story about being a kid growing up with his dad, a Christian man, but a Southern man It was snowing that day, and Perry really, really wanted to play in the snow. But he was too young to go out by himself, and Dad didn't want to go outside. You ever been there, Dad? He just didn't want to go out and get cold, did not want to play in the snow. So Perry kept saying, Daddy, Daddy, can I go outside? Can I play in the snow? And Perry's dad said, No, we're staying inside. No, please, Daddy. Please, Daddy, please. Can we play outside? No, no, we're going to stay inside. Please, Daddy. So finally, what do you think Perry's dad did? He said, Okay, son. You can go outside and play, but I'd be real careful watching out for the snow snakes. Perry said, what? Snow snakes. Dad said, I'd watch for the snow snakes. Perry said, will they bite? So (laughs) worse than that, snow snakes will kill you from the inside. Really, Daddy? How do they do that? A snow snake will jump up your rear end and freeze you from the inside. Do you think Perry went outside? Yeah, no. To this day, this is a grown man who's paralyzed, won't go outside in the snow. (laughs) Did you ever have that dad? Actually, I'm kind of that kind of dad. I'm tempted to do that because part of that just cracks me up messing with a kid like that, even my own. There's this part of that. But also, it's just the magic. Just tell them something, lie to them, and then they'll behave. At least you'll get what you want out of them. But I want you to think about that for a moment. Some of you think, I would never lie to my children. I've never lied to my children. That's a horrible story. It shouldn't have been told. I would never lie to my kids. But, but think about it just a minute. Think about all those times when you say, if you don't sit down, I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, if you don't sit down, then you are not going to get ice cream after church today. And what happens? The kid's standing there and mom's going, one, two. I said sit down. I want you to sit down. I'm going to count to three. One, two. And what happens? Nothing. Nothing ever happens. No matter how much mom threatens, it's never going to be delivered. No matter what dad says, there are never consequences for disobedience. And this is an integrity issue, mother and father. It's an integrity issue. You don't think you'd ever lie to your kids, but you do it all of the time. All of those empty threats. All of those times that you say, if you don't do this, this will happen. Do you understand This is the way Proverbs works. It's their whole idea that choices have consequences. And as a parent, your real task in discipline is to try to orchestrate the proper consequences so that your children learn to make good choices. But if, as a parent, you guarantee that they never face any consequences, then they never learn anything. They are never disciplined, and you have no integrity. Do you understand? You have no integrity. Your children can't trust that what you say is going to be followed up with what you do. You must have integrity. The godly walk with integrity. And their children are blessed to follow after them. Sometimes as a parent of a teenager, I worry that I don't have any influence over this kid. He's very influenced by his peer group, very influenced by what he sees and hears out there. I wonder if I have any influence at all. Sometimes I worry about that. But honestly, the scripture would cause me to worry more importantly about the fact that I do have influence. I have tremendous influence. Nobody in your child's life has more influence than you. No matter how much they roll their eyes at you, no matter how they seem not to listen to you, Nobody has the influence that you have. Your child is going to follow you. They are going to grow up and they are going to be exactly the man or the woman you have trained them to be. That, my friend, is the frightening part. If my son is going to live the way I show him to live, then that tells me that I better live very, very intentionally. I need to be very, very careful what path I mark out before him because the proverb says, he's going to follow me. He's going to follow me. Can you imagine ever taking your children, lighting them up on the couch and saying, kids, listen to me. Standing there with your mom and just say, say, kids, listen to us. We want you to be exactly like us. Son, I want you to be just like me. Son, I want you to love God just as much as I love God. Son, I want you to manage your anger in the same way I manage my anger. Son, I want you to treat women just in the same way you see me treat your mother. I want you to handle money the same way we handle money. We want you to be just like us. Can you imagine saying that to your kids? Because honestly, whether or not you say it, That's exactly what's happening. They're watching you, they're following you, and they're becoming the people you're training them to be. It's why the scriptures say the godly walk with integrity and blessed are their children who follow them. It's about integrity. A few more words about discipline. Turn over to Proverbs 19, verse 18. Proverbs 19, verse 18. I know discipline is a touchy subject these days. We've almost become afraid to discipline our children. But Proverbs is still not afraid to tell us to. Proverbs 19, 18 has a very strong verse. Listen to this. Discipline your children while there is, say the word, hope. Discipline your children while there is hope. Otherwise, you will, say the words, ruin their lives discipline your children while there is hope otherwise you will ruin their lives that phrase while there is hope is interesting it sort of suggests that as a parent you've got a window a window of opportunity and I would insist it's while they're very young you have a window of opportunity where they are very very vulnerable and very very open to your discipline and instruction. And those are the times when you cannot be lazy as a parent. You cannot lack courage. You cannot lack wisdom. You cannot lack integrity. You've got to discipline them while there's hope, while there's time, while they're still very, very teachable and trainable. It's so very difficult to see a situation where you've got a six-year-old kid who's running the house, a six-year-old little girl that nobody's ever said no to. Have you ever seen that kid at Walmart? She's there every time I go kid that's never, ever been told no. These children, they're the center of the home and nobody trains them and no one disciplines them. It frightens me because I'm telling you, if you've got a six-year-old kid right now in your house that you can't control, what in the world do you think you're going to have when she's 17? If you've got a son right now and he's little and he's in your house and you can't tell him anything, what are you going to have when he's 16? I'll tell you, you're going to have an orangutan on your hands. You're going to have an orangutan on your hands. If you don't discipline them while there's hope, discipline them while there is time. You have a responsibility. God has entrusted you with these children and you are supposed to train them, teach them and raise them. You're supposed to discipline them. Brother Tim, I don't like the sound of that. Well, that makes my children sound like they're not equal to me. That sounds like I'm not respecting my kids. I sort of think that children are supposed to be respected. So at my house, we sit down and we just talk things through. Oh, really? Really? You're talking with this kid. Yeah, 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 We're just talking. I just try to help him make good choices. Honestly, that is a part of good parenting. But you're making a grave mistake if you think that this is a relationship of equals. It's good to listen to your son. It's good to talk to your daughter. You need to help them make wise choices. But this is not a relationship of equals. God never intended that you sit down and ask their opinion on things that there are no opinions about. You really are supposed to have authority over your children. It's what the Scriptures say. Over and over and over, Proverbs has one word for children, and the word is listen, listen. In other words, children for the biggest part of their lives are supposed to be quiet and listen and respect and obey. That's how they learn. And if the parents have nothing to say, or if they never ever learn to ask their children to listen, or if they never ever learn to say the word no, then these children are in trouble. What does the scripture say? Discipline them while there's hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. You ruin their lives. Don't you understand? You're so proud of your honor student from Rich Pond School, but nobody else cares. Nobody else cares. You think that she is the sweetest little girl ever, the cutest little girl. She is daddy's little princess, but don't you understand when daddy's little princess grows up, somebody one day is going to tell her no. And if it's the first person that ever said the word no to her, she's going to fall apart. You've ruined her life. We cannot raise children on a pedestal. You cannot expect that everybody else in the world is going to love them like you do because they just won't. They won't love your children like you do. That's not the world. And if we don't teach them, train them, give them the rails that they live their life in between, teach them the boundaries God has. If we don't teach them, train them, discipline them, we ruin their lives. That's what the scripture says. We ruin their lives. I remember the old days when my son Wade was small. And we lived in the parsonage over here, and he wanted to learn to ride a bike. You ever taught a kid to ride a bike? That's an awesome thing. We got him a purple bike at Walmart with training wheels. And baby, I tell you, I screwed those training wheels on so tight. I didn't want those things coming off because I knew in his heart was full of foolishness. And if he wrecked on the road, that foolishness would be spilled on the pavement. You understand? I really cared about him. I put those training wheels on, and we went over to the old church parking lot, and we started learning to ride. I was terrified. He was brave. He was bold. Daddy, I don't need you. Daddy, you can get back. But he needed me for every single inch of it. He couldn't ride. He couldn't begin to ride. And so everything about those early steps, those journeys, everything was coming from me. I'm the one pushing him down the road while he thought he did it by himself. I was the one providing the strength. I was providing the balance. He depended on me for every single bit of it. The pedals were spinning around, popping the back of his legs. He thought he was riding a bike. I was pushing him. I was keeping him up. But the thing is, we practiced And over time, it was interesting because as it started out with me doing all the work, there came a point where I would realize that he'd sort of take off a little and leave my hands and I would come up and catch and stay with him and keep him balanced and strong. And and as the process went, it became more and more obvious that that he could ride out ahead of me and only sometimes need a little touch. And and you know, there's that moment when he just rides out from under my hands. It's what parenting is. There is a period of time when they're totally dependent on us for everything for love, absolutely, and for discipline, absolutely, and strength and confidence. It's us, our strength, our balance. It's going to move them down the road. We pray and we pray and we pray for them, and we want them to learn to love God the way we love God, and, and we're doing that for them. They sometimes think they're on their own, but they're never on their own. It's our hands that are moving them, but slowly we understand that they, they're out from under our hands are free. It's a horrible thing for a kid to be set free before he's had that strength, that balancing, that, that training. Never intended to be free from the start. Intended to be in the hands of godly parents who walk with integrity. Bible says you got parents like that, you're blessed. Bible says if you're that kind of parent, man or woman that walks with integrity, your kids are blessed. Because for their whole lives, they get to follow after you. For their whole lives, blessed to follow after you. Let's pray. God, I pray that all of the children of this church, all of the children in our community, Lord, will be so blessed. I pray for moms and dads, Lord, it's hard. It's hard. We don't get any practice, Lord. We don't get a trial run. We just get a baby, a son, a daughter, placed in our hands. It's overwhelming and intimidating, Lord. None of us have perfect wisdom. None of us have perfect integrity. But God, help us to depend upon you as moms and dads. Help us to give you our whole hearts. Help us, Lord, to depend upon you and help us, Lord, to find our strength and our confidence in you so we have something to give our children who need everything from us. God, I pray for parents that they'll be godly. I pray for moms and dads in this congregation. I pray for every man and woman who has influence over children, whether it's in school or work or the community or the family, Lord. Let children see people of integrity before you, O oh God. Well, I pray for children. I pray, Lord, that the children of our church will learn respect and learn to listen and that they will learn and learn and grow and grow and become the men and women of God that you had created them to be. Lord, we love you. We recognize how much we need you, especially as parents. God, come up around us, come up underneath us. Lord, the mistakes we've made, Lord, the dreams we still have, I pray that you help us, Lord, to get it together with you and with our family while there's still hope. And, Lord, we know with you there's always hope. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.